Hey everybody, big welcome back to DWMOD Podcast, Disagree With Me or Don't, and we are bringing it back. I want to apologize to everybody about the uh, hiatus, was off working on some other projects and just uh, had to put everything on hold for a little bit, but we are back up and running. Well, let's get this thing back on track with my first guest after the hiatus, Mr. Brent Pella is here to talk to me today. Uh, Brent and I know each other through years of working together over at the Groundlings, we came up together over there. And Brent is a stand-up comedian as well as a sketch comedian. You probably know his face from a couple of sketches, viral videos you've seen online. One in particular, Eminem video after the Kamikaze album went viral to the tune of almost 30 million hits, I think. Um, Brent's doing really well on a stand-up tour now. He's headlining shows all over the country. He's uh, definitely an up-and-coming star in in the uh, stand-up circuit as of right now. We're going to get into some stuff. We're going to talk about his days at UCB and how they would always tell him he was too high-energy and whack and they wouldn't wouldn't put him through any further which is hilarious to me um we talked to him about being first generation cali comes from a east coast new england family we're going to talk about his college hoop dreams uh how it was literally crushed we'll get into that a little bit and what it's like uh on the comedy circuit tour in the college circuit his thoughts on the rock dwayne johnson as a president uh working at kobe's basketball camps for years and one time watching kobe take a bunch of money from Lil bow wow and jermaine dupree and then handing it out to all the people in the gym that's hilarious we'll get into a little bit about the bad boys in the nba and how the nba is changing immensely but how the college game may be regressing and going backwards how those two things are going to gel uh we'll both talk about our love hate relationship for one michael jordan um i think y'all know where i land on that side of the fence bad boys for life um we'll get into a little bit about him being a pats fan and I mean, a legitimate Pats fan, getting into it from a young age, you know, when they sucked. And good for him. Good for him on that because they're pretty damn good now. And Pats fan versus being a Lions fan. We'll get into a whole lot of stuff. It's a real fun conversation. Brent's an excellent guy. He's got a lot of funny stuff, and he's going to tell you where to find it. But we had a little bit of technical difficulty getting into getting the equipment up and running, but we ended up getting it going. So here we are. Welcome back to DWMOD, and I'm going to be bringing you guys more episodes. Promise on that. Okay, finally. Finally got it going. Cool. <laughs> Uh, little technical difficulties, man. Sorry about that, dude. All good, baby. Um, Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. Glad you could come out and do it. I'm sitting here with Brent Pella. Um, you and I, like, we met during Groundlings, basically. I mean, we hadn't met before that. Yeah, right? a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. just in classmates. Two, two, two eager young souls looking to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were trying to learn something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just want to drop back into... Um, you grew up in California, right? Yeah, up in Davis near Sacramento. Okay. California raised. Right, yeah. right. Now, you were up there since you were a kid? or Now, your family's all back east, though, you said? Yeah, they're all east coast, uh, like Rhode Island, Maryland, Connecticut, folk. Oh, okay. um, and then I was first generation California. Okay. Yeah. First generation, first class clown or what? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I bring, I bring a lot of the east coast. East Coast class, if there is any class on the East Coast. Right. So um, what was that like? Now, when I first met you and we talked a bunch about it, I just assumed by your demeanor and personality and things like that, that you were from the East Coast and had moved here. Oh, so yeah? I would take it you were just really raised that way. Okay. I assume that means I was really cool when we first met. Yeah. Because um, I feel like everyone from the East Coast is way cooler than yeah. people from the West yeah, Coast. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, I went back East every summer to, to visit family, and now I go back East to do a bunch of shows and, and see people um, over there that, that have followed my stuff over the years, and it's great. 
East Coast, West Coast vibe. So you've been traveling a bunch back. You do a lot of stand-up. Yeah. Okay, that's been going mm-hmm. pretty well for you. But you originally now, when you originally got into stuff, you were more sketch and improv when you first started out? Or? I kind of jumped into everything at the same time. Um, in college, I was doing a lot of silly videos, like sketch videos and comedy I, music videos. I, I see some of these, dude. I haven't yeah? seen any of these. Dude, there's some classics some floating around <laughs> online somewhere. Some stuff I probably haven't seen in years. I right. probably should not be promoting that. Um <laughs> I just, I'm never going to be able to run for Senate. Okay, so <laughs> uh, there's, I, I did a bunch of like comedy videos in college. That was really fun. And like silly, stupid videos on a handy cam in high school. Right. Um, and then after college, I moved to L.A. and thought I was the shit because I had a couple of funny videos under my right, belt. Right. But then I looked around in L.A. and I was like, oh, everyone here is the shit. I'm nothing. Everybody's got all kinds of videos. Yeah, and I started noticing, like, okay, what are these people all doing that I'm not? And they were all getting on stage every night. They were doing open mics. They were doing shows. They were doing sketch. They were doing improv. They were at UCB, Groundlings, The Pack, Second City, IO, all the theaters in town. And I slowly started learning all that and um figured the best way to get better would be to not to really take a stand-up class but just to like throw myself on stage so i did i started doing open mics um i i took a improv class at ucb okay and i started at that program at the old old building i take it the the franklin yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah i had never even seen that Oh really? I always hear people talk about it. Old building, new building. I don't know anything about it. I've, I've been. It's cool. It's a cool theater. One. Yeah, it's like a tiny yeah. black box. It's re- it's it's hot, man. If 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 that place is packed, it's on fire. Do they still do shows over there and stuff? Or is oh that yeah. Not. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they have two locations. So what do they do at that one? Uh, shows and classes. They they only do shows there now. They used to do classes there. They only do shows there, and they do classes in the new building because they have a bunch of classrooms. Okay. Specifically right. for classes. Um, so I started at UCB at around the same time I was doing open mics, uh, for standup and they kind of just like informed my style together, I guess, cause I was doing them both at the same time. Um, so that was, that was my start. That's, that's what I did when I first right. got to LA. Okay. So then you did a little bit of the, how long did you stick with the UCB or you bounced out of there? I went all the way through. So they have four oh, levels, okay. 101, 201, 301, 401, and then advanced. Um, and so I did. 101, 201, 301, and 401, and I did not get into advanced. And I kept being told that I was like too high energy and wacky. Weird, right? And, and Weird. yeah, and so I was like, okay, well, let me try it again. And so I took 401 again, yeah. and again did not get into advanced. And I, I, I was really confused, like, why, what? I'm getting the same note here. I'm, I'm like too energetic. I'm too silly. I'm too wacky. Yeah. I, you know, I, they're everybody. telling me to just be myself and that's their style, which is totally cool. That doesn't make sense to me though. Cause that is their style is to be wacky and absurd and just, yeah, I think maybe just my, maybe it was me personally. Maybe I just didn't fit I very well to yeah, I don't. The, the advanced level of their program, right. um, which is totally fine. Cause I saw the people that did and they're, they were very different than me at the time. They're really funny. Um, but it was a little more heady, a little more like they're themselves. Uh, sure, sure. It was almost as if you you saw a UCB show. When I first started, I was like, oh, okay. If you saw a 22-minute Herald long-form improv show, yeah. you could literally write down all these scenes and make it into like a 
sitcom pilot or something. Yeah, right, right, right. Which is totally cool. And that was that was the style. Maybe I'm I, completely wrong too, but that, not that's, a fan of the Herald Man. Sure. <laughs> I can't I can't everybody who knows me notoriously knows I will shit on a Herald. In oh a really? That's listen, funny, I dude. get it the couple of times they do it where it's like really hits and it's great and it's like, you know, yeah, it's tough to do and that's why and that's why it's so great. And then when yeah. you see a really good one, it'll blow your mind. And I'm like, that's true of anything. Sure. You could have a hundred shitty wines and then you have one good one, it'll blow your mind. Doesn't mean <laughs> that all wine is good. You know what it's I mean? True, like dude. I can't I can't do a Herald. I can't stand a Herald. Sure, sure. Man. Yeah, you know. so I, I I ended up like stepping away from U C B because they kept giving me that note of like, oh you're really right. high energy and character driven and wacky and i was like you were doing a lot of yeah uh, dude you're doing a lot of playing the mayor every scene you were the mayor yeah (laughs) Yeah, i was just like i was like half zebra for a scene i was like (laughs) this crazy ultimate frisbee like champion guy for i was like a 90 year old dj i don't know it was uh, like all these crazy things that i would work in and would get laughs and it was funny sure right right but i don't think it was their style which is totally fine yeah and right. so you never know what they're looking at for. the same time right at the same time i was i was going up through the levels of, of stand-up uh and so I, I i decided to start at groundlings okay and and after a couple of years there we met right 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 and yeah. then we met and we did our um uh, writing lab together when we got yeah. passed on through advance and got invited to do the writing lab thing whatever yep uh we did that with the end that was great yep that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. that was a killer show yeah that was a fun show man yeah it was fun that was good but um nobody did anything um like we didn't have any ultimate frisbee scenes where like the guy <laughs> i feel like i, I do you, you remember the character i did the owl no. king oh i remember that yeah, remember yeah. that yes. yeah yeah, so yeah. Uh, I came out as uh, we had to do these these three minute monologues yeah, for the show. Hilarious. And and I came out, I we I forget what it was. We it like, was had, something like you had to like bust into your something. dorm room and like you had gotten chased home by. I just owls got attacked by an owl, <laughs> yeah, right. and and I was like yelling at my roommate like to he wasn't believing me, but yeah. I needed him to believe, and, and, an and owl I needed like came in the room. And yeah, and then <laughs> and then I ran backstage, and you could hear you. There was nothing on the stage, but I was backstage like screaming and pounding. Right, right, right. And then I came back on stage bloody, and my shirt was torn up, right. and I had a big dead owl in my hand. Right. And I was like, I'm the Owl King. <laughs> but see, that would have flew at, at UCB, I think, if you'd have just been the owl. Right, somebody right, else. Sure. That would have probably worked, you know. Yeah. Like the ultimate frisbee scene, they're looking for whoever's going to jump off that back line and be the dog and catch the frisbee right. or something. You know what I mean? Right, totally. It's, dude. it's funny though. I mean, to each zone. Every place is great, but they have their own ways and things. But it's funny how how often like they'll tell you things about like um, you're too much this or you're too much that. Yeah, and they don't bother to hone in on like the thing you're doing that is good and say, oh, you know what, do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like in baseball, like a hitting coach wouldn't come at you and be like, hey, man, you're just swinging too hard. Right. They would focus on the aspects of your swing that are working and tune it up. You know right, what I'm right, right. Yeah. It's just funny to me. You know, yeah. different worlds, though. Yep. Different world sports and those worlds. Totally, and stuff. dude. You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. So you went to college where? I went to UC Santa Cruz out of high school okay. because I wanted to play basketball. Yeah. And then I was there for two years, freshman and sophomore year. And then I transferred to UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah. And then you played hoops there too, right? I was walking on. So Santa Cruz for two years to play and then transferred to Santa Barbara. And between that, uh, during that summer between right before junior year of college. So before my third year of college, 
I went to this workout program in Sacramento with my buddy who was a D1 running back. Right, right. And they kicked our ass. And and I, like, gained a bunch of muscle. And I think I even, like, grew an inch over the summer. Yeah. So I came into Santa Barbara, like, hot. Like, and Santa Barbara's a D1 program. Sure. No joke. Big West. Like, they're yeah. they're in it. They yeah. went to the tournament a and couple years ago. went to the tournament ago. a couple years ago. Um, and so I came in, and I got in touch with the coach. And they were having tryouts for walk-ons. To right. see if they wanted to bring anybody to like redshirt, yeah. And so I went to the tryout, and we did like an hour or two of drills first, and I was doing really well, dude. I could see them just off to the side, like pointing at me, and then pointing at this other dude, like me and this other dude who okay. was like a six five wing, super athletic guy. We were like getting the most hype of all the walk ons, right? And then the scrimmage started, and like five minutes into the scrimmage, I went up for a rebound, and I came down on my ankle, broken. Uh broken oh like chipped off the bone broken Uh, and so it was like the worst day of my life dude i was in i was in a cast i was in a boot for three months i was on crutches um that sucks man it was a bummer but you know the i try try to always look at the positive if there is one try to find it um and after that that happened at the beginning of my junior year when I first showed up to Santa Barbara and because I couldn't be part of the team, I started doing uh, sports radio broadcasting with oh, the student sweet. radio. And then I started writing for the student paper. And then I started, I switched majors in the film because film and TV have really good internships sure, at Santa sure Barbara. Right. And I wanted to do some like sports center type uh, internship with like possibly right. that being the dream job at the time. Right. Right. And, so it was, so it was cool, uh, you know, maybe a blessing in disguise. Who knows? Because I was able to write for the paper and and be on the radio station. And then the year after that, I was head I was head sports writer for the newspaper. Oh, okay, cool. At Santa Barbara, and um, still did the radio, and it ended up being really fun. So just di- at that point, just diving headfirst into the sports stuff, weren't even thinking about doing the comedy. You I was still doing, doing like. Like, so, like, because I was in the film major then, too, I, so I swapped into the film major in order to get more experience, like, in front of the camera. I started doing these interview series with different athletes yeah, sure. at, at Santa Barbara. And then we started getting assignments to, like, make a short film or, like, other people would have assignments from their production class. And so I would go PA. I would be an assistant on their set. And I would, be, I would think to myself, like, wow, this is really cool. Like, everybody's right. kind of working as a team. This is almost, this is like a sport. Like, making a movie or making a short film is almost like a sport. Everybody has their role. Yeah, you got all Everybody got to work types. together. You know, there's a director who's <laughs> yeah. going to yell at everybody. Right. There's um, one dude that's hogging the fuck out of the Someone's going to clean up the mess. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's always the actor. Um, and so I started making, like, silly short videos with friends. Started getting better at those. And then I got connected to like some local rappers in the underground okay. Santa Barbara hip hop okay. scene. So I started. That's a, big, that's a big underground scene in Santa Barbara. There's a dope underground scene in Santa Barbara, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Doja in Santa Barbara, <laughs> right, man. man. Check out his music. I gotta check out some stuff. Yeah, bro. Um, so I started shooting music videos for all these guys, all these rappers in like the Santa Barbara area. And then I realized, well, hey, I'm making like really pretty good videos for these guys yeah. like why not try to now now that i'm know what i'm doing do that for me but i don't want to be a rapper but i loved lonely island because they were on yeah. fire at the this time stuff was blowing up at the time yeah so i started like just writing silly stuff and f- stuff that made me laugh and and making my own 
music videos and that i think was the first real step toward like oh like i have the ability to make funny stuff now and i love doing this i should keep doing this right yeah right while also pursuing sports broadcasting and then at what point did you just get off of that and go just down a one-way street sports yeah. well, at what point did i move away yeah, from yeah. the broadcast stuff yep uh probably when i moved to la okay. because I, I i was interning at um nbc sports my senior year of college That's so i was driving good. down to la twice a week uh for a couple hours each day and like i was in the editing bays and and helping like produce content pieces for i don't know the olympics i think okay. it was what year was that i forget uh, I 12 know. i don't know um yeah, so I was doing right. that, and then when I moved to L.A., I was working with my buddy who was a really talented um, writer-director, and he was at LMU at the time. And I started producing stuff for him because he was doing these big thesis pro- thesis films. He's like 20-minute short right. films with proper okay. budgets and everything. And that taught me a lot, dude. So I, I literally never took a film production class. Never took a production class. I learned everything about production and making movies and stuff on my own. And so I think the, the moment I, I pivoted fully away from sports broadcasting and toward comedy and production was, um, when I moved to LA right after college. Right. Cause that was the world. It was kind of like, if I'm going to keep pursuing sports, I got to keep interning. I got to find a job. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be behind a desk. It was almost as if like I saw the route to right. take for that. Right. And I was like, Oh, that's predictable. I'm going to go this other way. That's not right. And yeah. then and then you find out it's like it's the same thing. Huge mistake, side. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing over here. Everybody wants you to do shit for free. Right. <laughs> if right. the door opens. I'm still I feel like I'm still interning, dude. Right. Still interning like everywhere. Eight years later. <laughs> rocking yeah. out beer money gigs. You know totally. I mean? Totally. But you're do, but you're doing but I'm just joking around though, but you're doing better than that now because you got you got a pretty good uh following going on, on um social media and things and yeah, on the it's slowly building. It's cool to see yeah. um people reacting to, to stuff positively. Um, I mean your the M M video last year was huge oh that was fun thanks that was man. huge i mean Thank it wasn't so even last year that was just like what about six months ago maybe, that was right? um well the first one came out in september so le- okay. a little less than a year ago yeah right and then there was one for christmas and i got a ton of for views. valentine's day i mean <laughs> that got a ton of views man yeah it was a blast man that was really fun i was seeing it in my timeline on my social media stuff from people that i know back in detroit that oh really that aren't even you know that they wouldn't know you from adam you know what i'm saying oh dude that's and, so cool oh yeah oh man it i mean how many views did that thing end up getting i mean uh, it was on dude it was the internet is so crazy it man. blew up on it's like reddit like, and funny or die or what somebody, was the big one? somebody put it on reddit and yeah. reddit is like the place where you either get nothing but love or, or literally nothing but yeah. hate yeah. and everybody everybody either loves you or right. fucking hates you dude hard and so i felt very lucky because i had something blow up on reddit a year prior to that it was a spirit airlines joke that i oh, did on right. stage which was a little animation so that was really cool so i was like oh cool like reddit likes me and then with the M- when the- somebody posted the m&m thing to reddit and then like dm'd me on instagram i still don't even know who this person is um, but they were like, I'm the one that posted it. And I was like, fucking thanks. Awesome. <laughs> Guardian angel, I guess. Great. I, um, I'll meet you. i buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah. So so it got posted on Reddit and then it started trending and it got a couple million on YouTube. But then what happens on the internet these days is like a bigger content page, like a, a nine gag or Unilad or like okay. Lad Bible or World Star. One of these pages with like 10 to 20 to 30 million followers. Right. 
they'll repost it on theirs and they'll tag you and that's where everybody actually finds your stuff because on on youtube if you're on youtube you're pretty much only on youtube you're not going to start looking for people on instagram and twitter but if a big page like that posts it on a different platform then you get like this crazy influx of people that are finding out about and it all ties back to the original view though right like if they're no clicking, yeah, gets, world, so then it gets split. so it's all split up yeah and so it got i look I, I i actually looked this up the other day i think it got like like six million on on some platform on facebook nine million on something on instagram uh and then there were like four six and seven all together it got around 30 million that's crazy or dude. something that's crazy um, yeah that's crazy that's just great that's nuts yeah. All right. So that now you're touring, doing a lot of stand up since we've been done over at Groundlings. You've been hitting the road pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been cool. During the school year, I do a lot of colleges. Wow. What's that like doing it's, the colleges? What's that like? Dude, colleges are weird, man. They're like, uh, it's, it's, I love doing colleges. I do love Do they it. give you rules and shit when you show up? Like, can't say this. I've can't say only that. ever gotten told, um, had a conversation like that twice. And I've done a lot of colleges. And one time it was, what was it? No dick jokes. <laughs> I don't think I, I have one dick no joke. No dick jokes. And I don't even say the word or dick. Or was it some CEO of Spirit or something? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> joke. Don't make fun of our planes. Right. No. It was um, one, I think they said, don't talk about anything that's harassment related because they just had like a really oh, big issue. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not doing a show because yeah, that's, that's all stuff, I do. Right? <laughs> no, I, <Right. laughs> yeah. no I, I got no jokes like that. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I think another school asked me not to cuss. And that was fine because I don't rely on cursing for any sure? of my stuff. Right, right, right. I can, no, you know, right, and, you and know. usually if I'm feeling really loose, like it'll just slip out. Sure. Or if I'm in a character, it'll come out naturally. Right. Um, but it's not a problem to not to not cuss for for an hour where was that did the guy say it like he said don't cuss or was he like he was they were like hey uh the one thing is like this is oh i remember why because it was um it was like a a a fundraiser and they had a lot of families there oh and so there were kids all right and so they were like you know you can do whatever your material is it's fine because the kids are off playing like in the back but don't like curse or do any like terrible like just be good sure fine word wise for the kids and but i was like can i still like a lot of my stuff is about partying or relationships i make fun of drugs and they were like yeah that's all fine but just like don't say like fucking coke you know you can do your whole heroin bit just don't (laughs) say shitty heroin or you know what i mean right right I always find it weird when people say cuss. Like, I always find that so weird when people are like, stop cussing or they like, don't cuss. I'm like, yeah, I used to try. I used to to like try not to, but now it's like, dude, fucking life is full of curse words. What what are you going to do, dude? Tony Robbins curses all the time. Yeah. You know, so does The Rock. Like, and and The Rock is like my idol. You think I'm not going to fucking cuss? All right, let's die. let's get into that. Rock's their idol, huh? Dude, that guy is insane. He's crushing it. That guy is so He's fucking right. nuts, bro. Does he sleep? I don't. Or does think he just he does. like? Do you think he just like snorts sushi to stay awake? I, I think he's a vampire. He's crazy. Some kind of shit like that. I don't understand it. I, I heard he's a, 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 but he's if you if you ever if you ever met him, I've never met him. He's a real asshole. 
like no the way. biggest asshole you've ever met. Come on, you've he met him? Is, I'm telling you, the guy is the biggest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> dude, that's the joke all gonna over. Gonna break my heart. No, dude. that's the joke all over the internet. It's like everybody's like, he's the nicest guy. Like if you ever hear Kevin Hart talk about him, he like begs people, like, please tell me something bad about the guy. Yeah, please, yeah. I gotta get something on him because yeah. everybody loves him and he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, you know man. I mean? Damn, you he know? really is, dude. He's uh, he's a class act. Um. And it's it's really it's like inspirational, man, to see yeah. the type of positivity that he puts out there, you know. Because right, um, right. and he had his struggles pretty early on in life, I think, when, oh, yeah. when he was a teenager. Uh, so so to grow out of that, um, right, is definitely uh, is a cool thing to see. Yeah. Uh, then, but yeah, dude, he does. He has like a billion companies. He has like a billion movies. He shoots like a movie a day. Right. And I, don't, I don't know if I want to do all that. I would. I would. I think it'd be cool. I don't know about just know, the man. one thing that that would hold me back is like the sleep thing, because yeah. I'm pretty sure he sleeps yeah. like three or four hours a day. Right. I need like seven. I, I know. Dude. Probably, yeah. And then and I then need he's my seven. In the gym, and then he's like he's got to get his workout in too, and all that. And like like we're discussing if we want to. Do, <laughs> yeah. or, or, like, like, like if we had the option to be the rock, yeah. would we? Like I mean, you know. Listen, by tomorrow, I'm going to have to make a choice. Here. <laughs> right, I got right. some shit on the table. I Jumanji 3. Yes or no, <laughs> Mike? Mean? Sign the right. papers. Like, Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'd show up tomorrow. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah for just sure. Just be clear about that right away. <laughs> yeah, dude. I do a couple impressions of him that I've posted online, and I'm just like praying that he'll see them one day. That's, all, sure that's all I want is recognition. He's probably already seen them. Think so? He did. He I don't think so. Through that stuff. He's got so much time in his hands. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 130 million people follow that guy. That's 130. Crazy. That's worldwide, man. That's crazy. That's, it's and worldwide. you imagine, okay, yeah, sure, 10 million of those are like fake or bots or whatever. That's still 100 uh, million, over 100 million people on. That's just Instagram. Do you think he could be president? Do you think he could? Sadly, I'm going. You, you mean do I think he could be elected president? Do I? Do you, I don't yes. think he could do the job. I think. Yeah, absolutely. He for uh, sure could sadly, be elected. Sadly, absolutely. If for he were sure to run for elected. president, he'd probably win in a landslide. Yeah, but the thing is, bro, I think if he ran for president, he would be fucking good. I, I honestly yeah. think because if he ran for president, he wouldn't sh- obviously he wouldn't shoot any movies. He wouldn't put out any Under Armour yeah. products. He wouldn't uh, start a new tequila company, which he's doing right now. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do all that shit. He would yeah. like put all that energy. Take all that energy yeah. out of that bucket and put it into the president bucket. I, I bet he I would. I think he would. Fucking I bet he would. He's it. a grounded dude. And the other thing with him is, um, unlike uh, the moron that's in the White House right now, uh-huh. this the rocks. He's a dude that's always surrounded himself with smart people and never thought he's the smartest dude in the room. It has to be his idea. And so, like I know him, but I'm saying from what, <laughs> I've, what I've heard and read, though, he's always been a dude that's like surrounded himself with smart people. Like yeah. even when he first like got, you know, like WWE and got the WWE and all that, it was like, you know, he knew he was going to be a breakout star and all that, but it was kind of shut your mouth, listen, look, figure out what's going on, surround yourself with smart people, rise up. You know what I mean? I yeah. bet. And that's what he would do. Yep. He'd surround himself with smart people. He would surround people. himself with the best yeah. people, man. Unlike this dude now that's just like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. That's a stupid <laughs> idea. That's a stupid idea. It's not mine. That's why. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, that's dude. why things are going the way they're going, man. Yeah. You know, I bet I, he would. I think I, he would, right. I think he would be great. I think he would treat it like a movie, and he would just come in and and like 
lift weights in the Oval Office in between meetings. Right? How many times do you think that they would have he Bro. would be on camera doing that while he oh was my talking God. to somebody and Dude, taking meetings? We would see like Instagram posts of him pumping iron before getting on Air Force One to go like meet a foreign diplomat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He'd have a gym on the plane, um, and he's also that's also like he's like an intimidating figure because you want you want a leader to be a little bit intimidating, you know, in a good way, in a good way, because yeah. a lot of people think this guy now is really Trump intimidating. is intimidating in like possibly the worst way because he's just got like the nuclear button six feet away from him at all right. times, yeah, and like you don't like <laughs> what he's that's crazy. He's intimidating in a way where like when you didn't want to have to talk to the principal because you knew nothing good is going to happen. He's anxiety intimidating. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't want to go into this meeting. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. Uh, yeah, he's- yeah, dude, I would vote for The Rock. I bet you he'll run in 2024. I don't he know, He won't man. run next year. Next year, there's too many people. I think he'd be crazy to even want to do it. I'd be like, you have to be crazy. My life is fucking great right now. Why would I want to be president Dude, you, of the fucking if you're, United I States? I think anybody that runs for president has to be a little bit of a cocky fuck and also a little bit insane because it's ridiculous to have that much power for one yeah, person. It's, it's crazy. Absurd. It's insane. It's absurd. Yeah. So to want, but I think he's the type of guy that would like kind he, of want that, but in like maybe. a good way because I think he could do so much good with it. I think you bring a lot of positivity to it. I would I would be interested to see how he would react to the hate because he's got yeah. no haters. Mm-mm. Everybody loves The Rock. You're I right. Would be and the president is always the most hated person. How he would respond for sure. to being just hated on. Dude, every the day. president of the United States is hated by 200 million people oh, in the U.S. Day. alone, every at least. Day. No matter what president it no is. No matter who it is. It, think of the most loved president. That guy was hated by half of the country right. of the U.S. Right. Not to mention the rest of the world. Who knows? But like. The, no matter who it is, the thing is, you're the most hated person. Oh, easily. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how he'll respond to that. that you're also the most loved at the same time by the other half. But there's yeah. a lot of hate, dude. That's tons that's of it, man. Yeah. That's but you know what? We were talking about this before too. Like that's just the day and age we live in now, man. You do yeah. not get attention without hate anymore. It's true. But it's rare. It's, it's true. rare that somebody like him gets the attention he gets for the things that he does positively because nowadays it's whoever can scream the stupidest shit the loudest right gets most of the attention right which is f- annoying as fuck to me yeah i hate it yeah it's 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 a little ridiculous i hate it it mm-hmm. drives me nuts man mm-hmm. so you on the road uh coming up this week or what yeah uh next week i don't know when this is coming out but thursday may 30th i'm in tacoma washington okay and then friday the 31st saturday the first i'm in vancouver okay canada all right, so yeah. you open and headline in some of these? Headlining, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Open up, man. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to keep pushing, man. That's great. Yeah. So now I know since since we've been um, done with the groundlings, you've been going like every week, like Wednesday to Sunday, you're on the road, man. Trying, dude. Yeah, April was a really busy month. Um, so, yeah, Groundling, Groundlings ended, which is the sketch program uh, that Mike and I were in for many, many years. And yeah. literally blood sweat and tears oh man that. war holy hell was war oh more than that yeah <laughs> i mean that was for sure yeah the most impactful thing i've ever done um on my for for like my own creative oh man for energy sure. um so yeah now that that's over uh uh trying to just scratch and claw and get these dates on the calendar and, and keep going and using the videos as kind of a jump off point to say hey people like my stuff you should book me you know right um 
which works maybe one out of like a hundred times. <laughs> I mean, but you got to do it. That's the name of the game. But now, it's fine, man. dude. Yeah, it's it's you know slowly but surely we we progress. Um, and I'm I'm stoked for a bunch of dates coming up. Chicago in September, which will be really fun. Oh, that's cool. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing there? I'm what doing you? three three nights at Zany's. Okay, which will be really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, just back back on the road and still making videos and, and just trying to make it all happen. You know. That's great, man. Staying yeah. busy. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Now, let, I want to touch back on the basketball thing real quick now. Yeah. So you're big into hoops, obviously. Yeah. So um, now you were telling me before you used to work Kobe's camps or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I've So uh, Kobe Bryant had his basketball camp for kids at UC Santa Barbara, which okay. I found out when I started going there. And I like weaseled my way in to be an intern when I was a junior at Santa Barbara. And then after that, I kept... Uh, they brought me back as a coach and I coached there for five years in a row at Kobe's camp. Oh, that's cool. And it was dude, the best experience of my life was every summer going back to Santa Barbara, spending a week with these kids on campus. We'd stay in the dorms overnight and it was just nothing but ball every day. Awesome. Wake up, hoop, workout, hoop, workout, eat, hoop, workout. That's it. That's all we did. Um, and it was rad, man. I had my own team every, every year too. Uh, one of the kids I, I still keep in touch with shout out to Roosh, uh, up in San Francisco. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Kids were seven, seven through 17, I think. Uh, and Kobe was like, so focused on, he was there every day. Okay. He was at the camp every I was going to ask, is he showing up or what's the deal with that? Yeah. So it wasn't one of those things where okay. he just slapped his name on there and made a bunch of money from it. He gave the opening speech and he gave the good night speech almost every single day. And then during the day, we would be at different courts around campus and he would take a golf cart to all the different courts and just like watch the kids play. Yeah. And maybe sometimes he would like interject and be like, no, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Start like this. This is how the triangle goes. And do you go there? You go there. There you go. Good, good, good. Yeah. Keep running that. And, but I mean, you know, the younger kids were like, oh my God, yeah, right. okay, Kobe's talking, talking to us, you yeah, know? Right. Um, and so it was really cool to see like how involved he was and how how like passionate he was about the game. He, that was really cool. As he he's pre- they say he's pretty introverted, man. Is that true? Um, he was around the coaches. He was super nice. We actually talked. I talked to him about comedy for a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And he, I gave him my card and and, and uh, invited him to a show. Um, so hopefully he comes one day. <laughs> but I, I keep in touch with his manager a little bit. Yeah, which is cool. Um, so he was, he was just like, he was a pro. He was just, he wa- he's kind of like, dude, Kobe's like a God. He's like, you yeah, know what I mean? Right, like right. you see him walking around. He's not like of this earth to, to anybody that doesn't know him. You're just like, Oh my God, dude. Right. I, I've seen video of you like doing up Jordan, things. throwing boobs to Shaq, making game winning buzzer beater shots, dropping 80 points in a game. Like, yeah. And then he's crazy. to see him he's in crazy. person, it's like, whoa, like he's good. you're a real guy. Um, you know, so it was he, cool. But he's such a nice dude. It was and cool. he's so like, down to earth. Was he giving copies of his CD and stuff? Or <laughs> no, no, but dude, one, one, uh, one of the years I coached there, um, the, uh, the camp had just ended, and all the kids were walking back to the dorms to sleep with all the chaperones. And a couple of the coaches were just kind of hanging out, shooting baskets in the big gym. And Kobe was there just kind of hanging out with us and, and shooting the shit and talking. And out of nowhere, Lil Bow Wow and Jermaine <laughs> Dupree walk in. 
That's Lil Bow Wow and Jermaine Dupree. Now, didn't Bow Wow play at Southern Cal or something for a minute? Or that, that was, was yeah. Lil Romeo. That was Lil Romeo. Yeah, okay. Okay. Masterpiece Son. Yeah, masterpiece yeah who's actually okay. pretty legit. I played against no, him No, he's in pretty high good. Yeah. He's really good. He's pretty good. Um, but Bow Wow came in. And he was like, hey, yo, Kobe. And Kobe was like, oh, what's up, dude? And they, they like shook hands. They said, what's up? And Bow Wow like challenged him to play one-on-one. And Kobe Man. was like, what? And then Jermaine Dupree took off his backpack and opened it up. And there was, dude, like I've never seen a million dollars cash in person. <laughs> but this had to be at least half a million dollars in cash. It was, the backpack was full of money. And they were going to bet him on the game? They, he bet him, uh, I think he bet him like five grand or something. You're walking or around the backpack of money like that for. Dude, so Bow, so Bow Wow bet Kobe. He said, put, put a couple grand on it. And Kobe was like, bro, you really want to play me one-on-one? All right, we'll play to 11, and you can start with 10. And so, dude, Bow Wow Oh, dude, he did started, him like older brother. Dude, Bow Wow, little Bow Wow started oh, 10 no. to 0 up on Kobe. He started 10 to 0. Kobe was down. Kobe Bryant played the hardest defense I have ever I seen anyone play. He couldn't even play. dribble it. <laughs> Could dribble. He was talking shit. He's talking about his mom. He, he was like talking like mad shit and like cursing hard dude like saying words that you and i are not allowed to say bro like oh, he was shit. getting in his ass blocking shots oh man dunking on it him. was probably so awesome to watch oh my god we were dying and then of course kobe ended up beating him 11 to 10 of course and he took the couple thousand dollars and he turned to us and he said hey man just give this to all my people and he started handing out hundreds to all of us Holy kobe gave me like shit. 300 bucks oh nice yeah that's awesome. And I bought some Kobe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> it was That's wild, awesome. man. What's Jermaine Dupree doing walking around with a backpack of money like that Dude, for? That's a know. clown it's move. It's such a weird thing to do. <laughs> I mean, like, what? It's so strange. What, you it's, know, oh, it's just for you. Yeah. It makes you feel really cool. I guess, man. You know what I mean? Like, why would you ever... I don't know, man. It's hilarious to yeah. me. A backpack full of money. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so uh, crazy. I would have loved to see Kobe just... Doing that, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, man. it was wild. So you did that for a few years. That's and then who's your team? All right, who's your team? Basketball wise, yeah. Um, college is North Carolina. Okay, Tar Heels. When I was a kid, loving Jordan from like age six on. Yeah, I was like, oh, Carolina's right, right. my team. Um, NBA. You know, I grew up near Sacramento, so I went to a lot of Kings games. Okay, but I used to just go like to watch my favorite players play against the kings like um i saw lebron when he was a rookie um i would go to when the lakers were in town to see kobe play i would go when vince carter was in town to see the raptors play against right, the kings right. and then still uh, playing vince carter still playing yeah that's so crazy bro what a what a god um and then during the era of like Jason Williams and Chris Webber, right? I got like really into the case. Yeah, they got hosed, man. Yeah, man. They got hosed. Yeah, that was They wild. should beat the Lakers in that series. They got hosed bad. Tim Donahue, bro. That's the Lakers all day, though, man. They did the same shit to the bad boys back in the day. That bullshit. They will always pull some bullshit for oh, the Lakers, man. man. Yeah, it was Kareem such a, did not such a get fouled. That is such. <laughs> I mean. When you, you ever watch that 30 for 30, the bad boys one? Yeah, yeah. I love at the end when they're talking to uh, Worthy, uh-huh. and they ask him point blank, man, did did uh, Cream get fouled? And he just looks in the camera and gets real silent and just goes, ref called it a foul, man. 
<laughs> he knows. He knows. It's terrible, man. Uh, it's crazy how sports, something like that in sports can just like eat at you forever. Forever. Forever, man. Forever. I bet you there is shit like to be as competitive as you were and to reach the level you did playing wise, there has to still be things that just randomly on a Sunday, you'll just sit there oh, and think that, about I, for I'll, an hour. I'll just cringe. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I'll just feel a little pang of like, Oh fuck. Why yeah. didn't, you know, yeah. I, just I got cut like, in ninth grade basketball. Really? I got cut. And then I ended up being the only person from my high school to play basketball in college. See what I mean? But like, I, maybe I should have gotten cut in ninth grade because maybe right. I wouldn't have ended then up being that. And right. maybe I wasn't even good enough to, I think I was good enough to make the team. Fucking, they, it's all good. <laughs> See, but like something like that yeah. can spring up and, and, and yeah. give you a little pain. No, I will all the time, man. It's you okay. Just, it's all about how you use that though. You use sure. that to, to, sure. to like meditate in sadness or are you going to use that to drive yourself forward? No, you can use a lot of that stuff to motivate yourself. The yeah. ones that kill me are the ones that are like, uh, uh, the moments, like the the game moments, where things were blown or something, like you can't, right? You can't use that as motivation. Yeah, it's man. just like that's no. a moment in time and it's gone. It's and gone. You lost. It. Yep. And you didn't win the. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, you fucked up. Uh, totally. One free that throw. Yeah, life. man. There's a free throw in my past that haunts me. Yeah. There's a missed layup. There's a jumper. Yeah. There's Big a turnover time, that haunts uh, me. Yeah. Shit will just eat at you, man. That's funny though. Yeah. But that's sports, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, sports. So anyways, I, I became a little bit of a Kings fan for a while. And then now I'm, I'm just a player fan. You know, I'll root for the yeah. Kings for sure. If there's any team I want to make it, it's the Kings. I mean, Sacramento has never seen. Actually, I think Sacramento won the NBA Finals the first year of their existence as a team. Oh, but, really? Yeah. But after that, uh, never been to the Finals. No, nah, they're just since. not very good, man. Yeah. It's just. Is, and it, and it, there's been a lot of like bad decisions by the management and, and that's the NBA doors. nowadays though. Small Ugh. markets don't have a chance. They yeah, don't. They never. You'll never have a chance now that they got all this. Let's get together and create our super team shit. Right. I mean, small markets are dead. They're done. They'll never be anything other than partial ticket sellers man and then you'll win a lottery like new orleans and you'll get zion for a couple of years and you'll fill the place and make the playoffs and then he'll bounce to new york right and then it's right, like right nba's got a big problem right now yeah i think they got a big problem right now maybe they know? should take la new york and golden state and put them in like seattle uh <laughs> you know and like jackson hole wyoming right like the jackson hole wyoming lakers i would watch the, that. yeah i would watch i would love to watch them be stuck the shoe in jackson falls hole. knicks oh, man. <laughs> what is that north dakota uh, well i think south the, dakota? the knicks pretty much are the sioux falls knicks right now <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that's true they're in like that big market and they can't get shit going yeah are but you get, are you a pistons fan oh, being die from detroit yeah die hard man yeah die hard that's like cool. when i was really getting into hoops when I was, uh, boy, I was probably like in, I don't know, maybe like sixth, seventh grade. I switched schools and my school didn't have a team or nothing like that. So then when I got to this other school, like I was played baseball and football and stuff and was good at it. And then everybody's like, yeah, I play basketball. I, mean, I never played no basketball. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then I got on a team and then I, I loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I loved it. And then like I ended up playing one year in college, but I gave it up to keep playing football and couldn't, you know, I didn't want to keep doing the both and life choices weren't good that I made. But sure. anyway, it, like I ended up loving it, but that was like right at the time when Michigan was winning a national championship with Glenn Rice and Ramil Robinson and yeah. they won the national title. The bad boys were uh three P uh, champions. I know they only won two, but cream didn't get fouled three in a row <laughs> championship. You know what I mean? So 
Bad Boys were everything, man. Yeah. Everything when I was a kid. That's cool, man. You know? Yeah, that's a great generation to come up with. Oh, man. So many great Did you hate Jordan? Players. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like forever? Or For was sure. There ever a point I still where don't you're... like him. <laughs> I still don't like him. I don't, Why? I don't mean I don't respect him. Be just because I mean, of he's past gr- history? Yeah. If you yeah. ask me, I'd be like, yeah, he's the greatest. He's the greatest basketball player that ever played. And no doubt about it. Like him, though. I fair. own some of his shoes. You sure. know what I mean? Like sure. because of the 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 pop cultureness of it yeah you know what i mean i respect him for who he is but i oh i got to this day i hate the bulls i hate the celtics i hate the lakers i don't like <laughs> i don't like jordan yeah you know i yeah that's ingrained man <laughs> that's ingrained that's funny they man. got all the rules changed even you know what i mean do you think lebron's gonna go down as the greatest no no right no way because championships yeah, yeah well not a chance because Numbers wise, I think I think he will. On paper, if right? You only like, look at numbers. We I've talked about this extensively with a lot of other guys, and it's like, is does he is he the greatest basketball player ever? And I'm like, okay, to this point, someone will come along better. That's just human nature. We're going right. to evolve. Someone's going to be bigger, faster, stronger. Eventually, that's <laughs> which is crazy. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, is he to this point the greatest? Uh, all-around basketball player, like skill-wise, the things he could do and all that? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Does that make him the greatest basketball player to ever that ever lived and played in the NBA and shit? No. Right. No. Right. right I think right. Jordan would have ate his lunch. I mean, I think if those two met each other in a series, Jordan would eat his lunch. Yeah. That's one thing LeBron has never had. You saw it maybe oh, in dude, the last couple I've seen years. He's sure. not cutthroat. Oh, no, he's not. No. He's not. He's not. And, no. and, and I – I think uh, I've, I've talked to some buddies about this too. He, there's just been games and series where you can kind of see it on him and yeah. in the way he plays. Yeah. Um, where he doesn't have that fucking like dagger. No, he don't want to cut you. He don't want to cut Jordan you, have. man. Yeah. No. You know, like mm-hmm. them guys, like Jordan was a dude that like, and, 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 you know, like Isaiah, all these guys from that era, they didn't give a shit about like, they don't give a fuck about no money and none of that shit. Right. They could have fucked their ankle up and they'd be like, I'm staying in the game. I don't care if this costs me my career. I'm trying to win this title this year. Whereas like LeBron's one of those guys where he's like, nah, man, I tweaked it. It ain't worth it. I got a couple more years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one. Of, he don't have that. He's never had that Mm-mm. stick a knife in somebody's heart and take it. No, nope. he just hasn't. No. Nope. So to me, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing that LeBron doesn't have the same like uh, villain, like kill you, destroy you energy that, that Jordan and Kobe had. Agreed. It's just a different way of approaching the game. Yeah, and I think I think that that is why he he is who he is off the court. So I would yeah. rather him be that. Yeah, exactly. Because I've, I've heard you know? interviews of him saying, you know, the what he wants to be remembered for is not basketball. Right. He, dude, he made a school. He has a school. Yeah. I mean, the, the, right. The things that he does, like he's a great human being. Yeah. He's a great human being. I'm not yeah. dogging him at all. I'm just talking basketball. Bro, you know? so, LeBron James should be The Rock's vice president, dude. The Rock LeBron 2024. Man, I, I tell you what. I mean, that would be a really good ticket anywhere outside ticket, the dude. South. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, like the worst ticket for the South. You're not getting a boat down there. Not one. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Shit, that is a funny. different world down there. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that. 
Nah, I don't know that will go over too well, man. Uh-huh. But he could do it. No, they could, though, man, because LeBron is another dude that is surrounds himself with smart people, mm-hmm. makes smart choices, educates himself on things before he moves forward, isn't always popping off at the mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's, yeah, he's a very a calculated dude. dude. Yeah, which is what you need to be if, right. if you're going to be in the spotlight. Right, right. you got to be calculated. Yeah. Every move needs to be planned, organized, and precise. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to end up, like, fucking... God, I don't know. Ron Jeremy? I don't know. What's a I, exactly. <laughs> bad celebrity? Exactly. <laughs> you know? And then a guy like Jordan, it'll be remembered for being the greatest player ever. Six for six in, in the finals, and you couldn't fuck with him. He'd tear your heart out of your chest, and right. you were, you was not going to lose to you. But he's a guy, too, that nowadays has a, like a billion-dollar net worth. And what's he doing? Right. What's he do with it? What does he do? You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe he's doing stuff silently, but I think it's a pretty common knowledge that he gets knocked a lot for. He he does Jordan? nothing to give back. Yeah, he makes a lot of money. That's what he does. You know. You know. I'm sure. I'm sure he has charities. I'm sure there are many organizations that he donates to. Um, sure. But, but you don't see that as his primary objective. The no. way you do with LeBron and even Kobe has his own ventures that he's, that he's doing now um, that he's getting into a little bit more. Yeah. He won an Oscar, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. His own media company, his own production company. You know, um, and he doesn't even like push his merch. He, like Kobe's brand clothing wise and shoe wise. You don't see all these huge, like crazy releases because nope. I think this is my personal opinion. I think, that it's never been Kobe's intention to have his uh, uh, shoe and, and clothing and and money-making strategies as his first priority. Right. And so I think that's why you don't really yeah. see a lot of hype around the new yeah, Kobe's yeah. coming out this year. You no. don't see that the way you do with Jordan. Right. Um, because I think that was Jordan's MO. That was, that was his company's MO. Which is fine, man. It's, you know, it's each his own, you know? To each his own. To each his own, man. You can separate you know? basketball from business, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, just, I guess, end of the day, though, I would say, yeah, I would give him the, I would say Jordan's the best. He's the best. Yeah. Fine. I still don't like him. <laughs> you hate him so much, I dude. still don't like him. <laughs> I don't like all the damn crying that he did, man. Yeah. You know, like, that's how him and Phil Jackson just worked the league until they got to a point where, you know, that was the only way they were going to get by the Pistons was the Jordan rules. Sure. You know? And then sure, it got sure. to a point where you couldn't touch him couldn't touch him and he couldn't go near him because that was making the nba huge on a global scale that guy was a star and they're like and we've had enough of this team from detroit coming in here and pushing around whipping his ass it's bad for our product wow and they changed it up yeah you're right and they did you know right. and i get it from a business standpoint but i don't have to like it you right know what I mean? no you don't yeah that's true you know? all right you're a detroit man you're a lions fan too oh man yeah 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 it's been rough like i've always been like Lions are my number one, number one team. I've always been a big fan of the Browns. I like the Cleveland Browns a lot. So I've had the best, the worst of the worst two worlds forever. Those two teams have sucked. The Browns yeah. look like they're turning it around. Lions suck, man. They're, <laughs> they're the worst. They're the worst franchise in the history of professional sports. What? Really? I, I challenge you to name. I challenge everybody Not all the, the time and they can't. Aren't the no. Browns really bad? The Browns, like if you remember in the 80s, the Browns were like on the borderline of going to the Super Bowl a couple of years in a row. Like oh, Elway damn. beat them with notoriously called the drive and the drive too. Hmm. You know, 
they were up, and then Elway gets the ball at the minute something to go, goes down the field, boom, they score, Broncos win, go to the Super Bowl. And then the following year, the Browns had them. If you ever watched that Believeland uh, 30 for 30. Oh, I didn't see that one. The Browns, I, they're up, and they've got the ball at the five-yard line going in with like a, like a minute something to two minutes to go in the game or something like that. And it's like if they just sit there and get a field goal, the Broncos have to score a touchdown. And but they're just gonna hammer it into the end zone, and they're gonna go up, and it's over. It's a two possession game. Mm-hmm. And my man fumbles it at like the four yard line, and then and then Elway turns around and goes ninety seven yards Dude. in like two minutes and wins the game. So the Browns have had their teams mm-hmm. that were. You know what that reminds me of is is uh, the terrible call by the Seahawks a couple of years ago, instead of running it in with Marshawn. Lynch. Oh man, that is forever. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm a huge Patriots. Yes, fan. so you enjoy because my whole my whole family is from the East Coast, so I was literally raised a Pats fan since I was seven years old. I would fly back to Rhode Island every summer and go to training camp with my grandfather, That's like awesome. through my teenage years. Um, so I was really lucky to get like indoctrinated into that fan base. Yeah. But dude, yeah, that reminds me of the the play call. What was what was he thinking? What was there, Pete Carroll thinking? I mean, Why would you not hand it off, dude? Classic. Everybody saw it coming. I, to me, the only explanation I think there is in that and that right there is that game was won by Bill Belichick's presence at that moment. Steve Carroll was intimidated by Bill Belichick across on the other sideline, and instead of focusing in on what you have on your sideline and what you do best in doing it, he got involved in trying to outthink right. Belichick. Oh wow! They know we're going to run the ball you right think now. Pete he's stacking the box. Was like, okay, Belichick thinks that we're going to run. Yep. So he's playing the run. So I, I need yep. to outsmart Belichick and do something. And he knows not only does even Belichick think. know we're, that we're going to run the ball, he knows that Belichick knows every formation and every run play we're oh, going to do. Oh, that's so crazy! I didn't even think of that, dude. Yeah, and I he's going to he stuff it. A fucking idiot. <laughs> so he's like, watch this. Wow. And have you ever seen like or, or listened to um, some interviews about that? Yeah. That play, that very play. Belichick knew that play from the Seahawks and they had only done it so many, so often or whatever in those exact situations. Yeah. That exact play. He had that worked out all week long and the rookie that intercepted it. I can't think of Butler. Butler. Butler specifically, he had him working all week long in goal line situations, less than five yards. When you see this formation, it is going to be, and this happens and this guy moves and whatever. And Russell Wilson says, they just had it down to a science where when you see this, this is what's going to happen. And I want you to jump the route. That's wild. And they came out and the Patriots, like I listened to, I forget who I was listening to talk about it, but he was saying, you know, they came out and they lined up in that situation. And we were like, they ain't giving it to Lynch. It's right. the play. Here's the play. Wow. And Butler picked it off. That's so crazy. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid, Stupid on Carroll's part. Smart as shit. I mean. That's why they're a dynasty. Yeah, because Belichick. They're smart, man. He's, he's a nut, man. He's, he's a fucking genius. He's dude. got it down you know, Wartime Pat. general. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we got his boy Patricia coaching the Lions, and I'm just yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. What do you think of that? No, man. Matt Patricia, I always liked him a lot. He he seemed like a really smart dude when he was in New England. He seemed like a smart dude, but the, I never even thought about it like this. And then I was doing, uh, was talking with my buddy Andy St. Clair, and he pointed it out to me because he's not a Detroit guy. He was like, I don't know why everybody's so excited about this in Detroit. I said, Why? You know what I mean? Like we got. Uh, our new GM is Patriots guy. We got the Patriots cut. Like, we're going to get this culture going now. They know how to do it, right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but what's been the issue up in New England for years now? The defense. 
Like oh. Brady will win the game, you know, 38 to 35. Or yeah. 30. He's like, they always give up 35, 40 damn points every other damn yeah, time you right. turn around. Oh, what are you so excited about? And yeah. I went, man, you're fucking right. Yeah. You're right. You know, but our defense looked better in the second half last year of the season. But it, I feel bad for him because this franchise is where people come to die. It's the worst franchise in the history of professional sports. Yeah. We've won one playoff game ever. Really? Ever. Fuck. We won one playoff game ever. Yeah, but I think every franchise turns itself around at some point. It might it might take a while. Look at the Warriors. You know how bad the fucking Warriors were? Like yeah. fifteen years ago? Yeah. Dude, with Antoine Brown or something back in the heyday. They were bad. They were bad. bad. But um, they were decent in the nineties with like Hardaway in them. I mean Yeah. You know, I mean, but then again, look at the Lakers not even making it to the playoffs with LeBron, dude. I know, so happy. Such a joke. Made me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. Made me feel so good. I am a Laker hater, man. I can't stand sports talk out here because every time I turn the radio on, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, all they fucking talk about is the Lakers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not even in the playoffs. They can't quit talking about them. Yep. I I think it was last year, like in October, you had a team in the World Series. Your baseball team is in the World Series. Your football team is the number one seed in the NFC right now, looking to get home field advantage throughout, going to make a Super Bowl run. And every time I turn on the radio, I can't hear anything but the fucking Lakers (laughs) and they're 18 games out of eighth place. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. LA is a crazy city, dude. Seems to be the only sport they care about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous. There are two football teams here now. Yeah, it's crazy. They should not have brought the Chargers here. It's like nobody cares. I know. And San Diego was so sad. Yeah. Like, and what? all because they wouldn't pay. The taxpayers were like, we're not buying your stadium, rich-ass bastard. Buy yeah. it yourself. Yeah, dude. He just wanted an excuse to bring him to L.A. Yeah. That was never going to happen. Right. Yeah. He just wanted to get him, which is, if they would have paid for it, I mean, he might have stayed. But even then, I feel like he would have made up some bullshit excuse. Like, oh, no, we need, you know, a million dollars more. So it's going to yeah. be more. So yeah. I guess we can't do it. So peace. Right. It's Which, up. And you know, like the big underlying thing with um, the stadium and the, and the public tax dollars for the stadium and all that, like that was the big push from Trump to all these owners on the whole kneeling and the anthem and all that, like why he kept railing against the what NFL. Was, what was the push? The push was that before Obama left office, they yeah. were trying to put legislation in place that was going to make that illegal moving forward. Like you can't, you're not getting public tax dollars to build your stadium. Oh, they were trying to shut that down. Oh, I didn't even know. You that. know, because a place like up in Detroit, um, the city declares bankruptcy, and then like me and my whole family, all the firemen, like they they're busting up your contract, screwing you, taking chunks of your pension. Everybody got fucked when the city went into bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And then they turned around and handed like $300 million in tax money to the Illiches to build the new Little Caesars Arena. Oh. And everybody's like, that's a little bit fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that legislation was in place. And that's what everybody was saying. Like Trump was strong arming all them owners behind the scenes and being like, you want this to go through? Mm-hmm. I think you better be taking my side on a lot of these issues. Or maybe I start visiting this no more public tax dollars for you. Mm. And they all lined right up. Dude, politics, bro. Yeah. Politics are crazy. Yeah. It's nuts, man. It's crazy. That's why we need The Rock, dude. That'd be great. That's why we need him. <laughs> That'd be great. Man, if him if, if him and LeBron run, <laughs> I will vote. I will vote for him. 
I'll vote for the Rock for sure. Dude. I might for sure. Who who you usually uh, get after in baseball? Who's your baseball squad? Um, I was never a huge baseball fan. The bit the period of my life where I was the biggest fan of baseball was when I was, uh, I don't know, between like eight and thirteen, and Griffey was on the Mariners. Oh man! And I lived in Seattle for two years with my mom when I was really young. I was like six or seven or something. Okay. And so I was a huge Griffey fan. Yeah, so Ichiro awesome. Suzuki was up there. Suzuki's one of the Randy best Johnson, ever. the unit. He was up there. The big unit. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that was my team for a while. You, you ever watch that nervous. video where he throws the pitch and and hits that bird? That's so crazy, oh dude. My God, I love that. That's so nuts. This bird just incinerates. Boom. Incinerates. Explodes. Oh man, that yeah. team had a lot of good players on it though. Like, they, yeah, they set the major league record for wins that year. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, were really man. good. Yeah, yep. so I was a huge uh, Mariners fan back then. But then in middle, like junior high, uh, I started really focusing on basketball. And right. I was still playing baseball, but it was a little too slow for me. So I started moving away from it and then eventually stopped when I got to high school and just played yeah. basketball and lacrosse. I played lacrosse oh, okay. um, for a year or two. Yeah. Right. And that was fun. Let me, let me throw this at you now. Mm-hmm. This year, the NCAA tournament. Basketball? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the final four this year. Um, all the teams that were in it, I just found this ironic. With the way that the NBA, the game is changing to, it's all outside, three-point. Your big guys got to be able to get out, get out of the paint, spreading the ball, shooting yeah, threes. Yeah, big guys have to be guards now. It's, yeah. it's all about offense, and nobody's playing any defense, and it's all about you know stretching the floor, yeah. moving the ball and getting an open three, shooting the three. Yep. And a bunch of college teams emulating that as well. And then this year in the Final Four, you had nothing but teams that slowed the ball down, grinding halt, win yeah. the game fifty-eight to fifty-six. Yeah, I mean that's these were the teams that were in the Final Four. That was a style of basketball that was dominating in college hoops that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how does that? I mean, you know, like that just struck me as odd. Like, how does that yeah. play into moving on to the NBA? I mean. It, on on one hand, it's probably good uh, for people coming from those teams because they're not going to have to add that element to their game. It's probably easier to add uh, offense into your game than defense. It, it come, coming from like a slow, very yeah. like paced style of play. Right, right. Because, um, yeah, the, the college game is so – it's changing so rapidly and everybody is really offensive-minded. So – if you're coming out of a program that's defensive minded and defensive oriented, then you're probably looked at as a better prospect than somebody coming out of a program that's offensive. You can shoot the rock. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, you can shoot a billion shots a day and get your shot going and you can get put into an offense and learn the offense. But defense is like, that's its own workout. That's its own. It's non-existent in the NBA until the playoffs. Right, yeah, yeah, it's non-existent. They just don't even bother with it. Yeah, yeah, not until like March. Yeah, I don't know if it's more of a sign of like what what's like things to come. Like to me, the game has totally changed in the NBA now, and and, you know Steph Curry and all these guys have paved the way for this game to be completely different now. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, it's got to change sooner or later, and the only logical change once everybody's evolved to a million shooters on the floor that is bombing from anywhere. Well, it's going to be a bunch of Kevin Durant's. 
that's, if you that, can find enough of them guys that are big and can shoot like that. Well, they're gonna breed. I think that's how kids are starting to get trained. If if there's a if there's a kid in um, you know elementary school or junior high, even high school that's taller than everybody, if he's six 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 seven, uh, that kid yeah is gonna get a lot of post work, but they're also gonna get a lot of guard work too because if you can add a guard mentality to a big man and and create a Kevin Durant, create a LeBron James, LeBron James, create a, a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, right. Right? Those yeah. those three dudes are currently like setting the foundation for the future of the NBA, I think. Yeah. Um and you see it in Zion too. Zion is like a that dude's like a fucking fullback, but he's playing the guard position. And yeah, and, yeah. the and athleticism, so, that's what we were saying earlier. The yeah. athleticism, they're just going to get bigger, faster, bigger, and stronger. faster, stronger. And those, that's going to spread the floor. I think it's going to be more exciting to watch offensively, defensively, those guys guarding each other. They're going to, I mean, you're going to have to play defense. You can't yeah. just let somebody yeah. score and hope they miss. I think we've been deprived of uh really hard defense for so long now that we don't know how much fun that was. And we speak about it like it wasn't fun to watch that. And this is more fun to watch these guys be offensive. Yeah. But it's like, go throw on that 30 for 30 old Lakers and, and Celtics when guys right, are right, banging right. and playing. Like, yeah. it's fun, man. Them dudes could score too. Mm-hmm. But I, the banging and the defense was fun to watch. Yeah. And that, like, we just don't even realize we miss it anymore, I don't think. You know? Times change, bro. I know. This new generation don't give a fuck about they defense. They don't, dude. man. Nobody nah. wants to be physical either. No, you want to cross somebody up at half yeah. court and shoot. From you just half can't court wait for till your, your turn with the ball. Away and hope somebody recorded it and yep. that gets 10 million views. Yeah. Put on House of Highlights. Yeah. And now you're a star. Yep. That's the new generation. I know, sports. man. It's, it's, it's like it's a highlight game. Now. They come down the floor and it's like let them score because then you can get the ball back and then you can try to score. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. The f- what? You know, it is. Yeah. It's like that, man. Yep. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it, but I'm waiting for the big fella to come back. Yeah. You know, when we get to the point where there's five Kevin Durant's on the floor, then the game's gonna start coming cyclically back to well, give me a Shaq and back his fucking ass down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, yeah, there will always be room for you a know? Shaq. For sure. I would hope so. I don't know how he would blend into game nowadays. He'd be a Not liability, well, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be a liability. Short stretches so here and there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but but he was so dominant, so dominant. Yeah, so dominant when he played, man. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, listen, man. Um, I'm gonna keep stretching this out on you. Bro, you know? I love you so much, man. <laughs> I know you got things to do. I know you got places to be. You got a busy schedule. Um, let everybody know where they can find your stuff at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm always uh, the tour never stops. So check out live dates at brentpella.com. Uh, if you like funny videos and silly stuff, get me on Instagram. It's Brent Pella, P-E-L-L-A. Uh, same on Facebook and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Just type my name into anywhere and. Watch yeah. all the things. Yeah, and if you if you're listening and you think you don't know who this guy is, and then you look and you'll find that Eminem video you <laughs> already saw, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that guy." You know, then you'll know that's the guy. Hopefully, that's yeah, the that'd guy. Be cool. <laughs> so you you're heading this weekend to where again? Next week, uh, May thirtieth in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma. Thirty first and June first in uh, New Westminster, British Columbia, up in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then Chicago in September. Chicago in September, and man. Phoenix soon, San Diego soon, a bunch of other places too. All right. Well, on the way out, who who's going to win the finals? Is it going to be the Raptors? Oh, or? man, the Raptors are not going to win. No. Uh, but I'm very not happy for all my Canadian friends. That not they're a in chance. It. Yeah, no way. I hope Kawhi stays next year. I think Warriors are going to win. 
Um, hopefully it goes to six games at least. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just don't see how you can stop Golden State, man. No, and it seem, they seem to be having more fun and playing better without KD. Yeah, which is crazy. Makes sense. They played better before he got there. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just ISO, and it's so all about him, and he gets the ball, and he's that good. He's that good that he dominates. But I'm like, as soon as he's gone, they're right back to funning and gunning, and they're killing people again. Yeah. So, yeah. it's a win-win situation yeah. for them. Too. I know. I think they're like, please go to New York, dude. Please yeah. go to New York. We'll keep <laughs> yeah. winning without you. Right. And it drives him crazy. <laughs> All right. But anyway, man, hey, thanks for coming out, man. I'll see you next time. Dude, I love you, Mike. Sounds good. Thanks, you brother. Get, we'll see you, brother.